Creative Studio Academy, Semester 1, Session 16. Dave Stahoviak shares some online leadership principles. Welcome to the Creative Studio Academy. This is the podcast to help you learn and explore how you can start and improve your skills with online content creation. My name is Joshua Rivers, and I will be your guide on this journey. Today on the Academy, we're going to be talking to Dave Stahoviak, who is the host of the show, Coaching for Leaders. And I've been a follower of his and his podcast for a couple years now. And I'm definitely excited to be able to bring him on to be able to shed some light on some things that can help us to be better leaders online. If we're going to be creating content online, we are, in essence, a leader to some degree um, regarding whatever area of content that we're trying to provide. And so he's going to help shed some light on that because he specializes in leadership and leadership tactics. And he specifically does a lot of training um, regarding some Dale Carnegie material. And that's some of what we're going to talk about today as well. But before we get to that interview, I did want to remind you that the show is brought to you by Dev by JR. If you're looking for help with your website or getting a website started, Just go to devbyjr.com and fill out the contact form. Use the promo code CSA for Creative Studio Academy, and you'll be able to get a discount up until the end of September. And so you can be able to get that services there. You can be able to um, hire me for uh, either just a quick little project just to kind of fix something on your website or if you need a bigger project. So you can just go ahead there, fill out the contact form, let me know what you're looking for. And again, that code CSA will allow you to be able to get a uh, discount 20% off until the end of September. So if you want to get the show notes for this episode, you can be able to go to creativestudio.academy slash 1-16. And so with that, we're going to go ahead and go right into the interview with Dave. Well, I'm definitely excited to be able to talk to you. And so I've been following you on your podcast for quite a while. And we were able to interact on uh, my other podcast a year and a half ago as I got started with that one as well. So I'm definitely excited to be able to bring you on again to be able to share your insight. And so uh, talking about leadership uh, really ties into what you cover a lot on yours, um, and I think it can really help our perspective as we look at getting into content creation for ourselves. And so uh, just uh, starting off, can you kind of give your definition of leadership? Well, thanks again for the opportunity to be here, Josh. I'm I'm thrilled and that is a, an important question that comes up often in my community, which is what is leadership? And in particular, how is leadership different than management? And I like to think of leadership is the where is it you're going and management is the 
How are you going to get there? And so leadership, from my perspective, is looking at the strategy, the direction, the vision of where you're going and being able to inspire people and paint the picture for that long-term goal, whatever it is. And management is the process of how you will get there. So the organization, the systems, the tools, the resources, the delegation that you need to do in order to execute that strategy. So so for me, it's very much where are you going? And if you can do that well and articulate that well, then you're on the path to being able to lead effectively. I love that definition. I love uh, the way that you painted that. And so I, I think it's perfect um, when we look at the area of content creation, because as content creators, we are leaders in the sense that we are um, trying to influence and try to lead people, um, not in a uh, direct one-on-one way as we would see in an, uh, a business, but um, but but still we are leading people in, in that direction. And so I, I think it fits perfectly. Um, and, and one of the probably greatest books that that talks about how to be able to influence people is uh, obviously the book by Dale Carnegie, how to win friends and influence people. And so with you working with um, the Dale Carnegie Institute, um, I I know that you have a lot of uh, deeper insight, I think uh, to this. So uh, what, what what would you kind of say as far as um, overall the principles in the book and how it might relate to uh, what we're talking about? Well, there's so much here in the book that's, so valuable, Josh. And this book, I love for two reasons. How to Win Friends and Influence People has been a best-selling book for since 1936 when it came out, and it is a business classic, and I'd strongly encourage anyone to check it out if they haven't. The two reasons I love the book is because, first of all, it's so accessible. It is one of those books that anybody can pick up virtually anybody, and you can literally turn to any page in the book and read a couple of pages, and you'll get something of value that you can put into action that day, both professionally and personally. There's something there on every page that will get you thinking and acting differently on how you approach people. So that's the that's the first thing that I love about this book. Um, I, I've had so many clients and folks in classrooms, and I've, I've been a Dale Carnegie instructor for years, that have told me about life-changing stories in their business and their personal life because of the book. And so I, I think that was part of Dale Carnegie's brilliance of making the book so accessible to so many people. The second thing that I love about the book is it also has this amazing ability to challenge me continuously. And even though I've read the book several times and I reference it pretty much daily with clients because I am interacting with Dale Carnegie clients as well throughout the week, uh, I still find things that I'm struggling with on a daily basis in this book. I mean, some of these principles, while very simple, are not easy. They're they're a constant challenge for me, and so um, and so that that pushes me, and it's a challenge to me, and so I really like that because I always find something new when I go back to the book, and every time I look through it or I reread a section, inevitably there's something there that's speaking to me about a current issue I'm having, about a situation I'm dealing with with a client or or in my family, 
And it's, it's a continual guide for me, even after 10 years of being in the book almost daily. So that, that's why I love it. <laughs> I think it's so fabulous at doing both of those. Can you give us an example of one of those principles that um, maybe a, a recent um, experience where you realize that you need work in one of the principles? Or so, so kind of what the principle is and uh, how it fit into your situation? Oh my gosh, absolutely. Uh, there's, there's, there's so many different ones. Uh, you know, here's a, here's an example of one that, um, you know, Dale Carnegie talks about that enthusiasm is the little recognized secret of success. And I'm always so impressed by how people who have a lot of enthusiasm really do amazing things in their work. And it was just in the last couple of days, Josh, um, we live in Southern California. And so our family, went down to Legoland, which is down here just outside of San Diego for a couple of days. And I'm at the, we're at the retail uh, store in Legoland purchasing some, you know, a Lego box for our son. And I struck up a conversation with the clerk and uh, we were talking about being at Legoland. And I said, uh, he was asking how our day had gone so far. And I said, wow, we're, you know, we're having a fabulous time. We're thrilled to be here at Legoland. And then I said something to the effect of, you know, uh, it, it's probably not as exciting for you being here um, at Legoland because you're here every day and you're working and it's your job. And he he kind of looked at me and he had this big smile on his face and he said, you know, actually, I love it here. When I was a kid, I came here all the time and now I'm home from college and to get to work at Legoland is just so much fun and I'm just so thrilled to be here every single day. And so I had two thoughts immediately after he said that. And I, my first thought was like, well, what an idiot I am <laughs> for assuming <laughs> that the guy wasn't having a good time at his job. Um, and, and, you know, here, I, if anyone should know better, it should be me. Uh, so I was kind of kicking myself of like, you know, wh- why would you make that assumption about somebody? And then at the same time, I also had the, the thought what a great attitude. Like that is someone that I would absolutely want to hire. And it's not that he was doing anything different than any of the other clerks at the store there, but the way he was doing it, how he was interacting with people, how he was smiling, how he was talking with customers and visitors to their park was really, was really cool. And, and that's the thing that Dale Carnegie said, if you can tap into that enthusiasm, that that's the thing that is going to make the difference maker as far as your success, much more so than how much you know and your technical expertise and all those other things. Those are important too. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but, but when it comes to what makes the difference, it's the enthusiasm. It's your ability to interact well with people and the attitude you show up with in the workplace. And so, so that's a big focus of, of my work and my thinking. And, and this example aside, I really try to focus on helping people to do that as much as possible because I struggle with that a ton too. I love that example. Um, we were able to take my kids to Legoland in uh, Dallas um, here. Uh, let's see. Well, I guess it's been about nine months ago. And so they, they really enjoyed being able to do that. So I, I love that. I love that. Now in the book, um, it, it has several different parts um, that, that it goes through, and there's a whole lot of principles that he covers throughout the entire book. Um, one that stands out to me that I think is uh, prevalent for us in the uh, second part where it talks about ways to make people like you. 
um, the very first principle there is to become genuinely interested in other people. Um, can you talk about that a little bit and maybe especially how it applies in um, the, the area as far as our leadership and content creation? For sure. It is essential for creating content. It, we have to, I shouldn't say we have to, because I suppose you could do it pretty poorly, but um, if we want to really be effective as content creators and attracting people online, and by the way, this is no different than in the physical world, Josh, as far as traditional business and the way we've all done business for years and years and years, is we we better get interested in what other people care about and what's important to them. Because ultimately, that's who we're serving. Our customer um, is either someone who is whose attention we have through online, through content creation, or someone who's paying us money. And if we're not meeting their needs or doing something that's adding value to their lives and their work, then it really doesn't matter how good the content is if it's not speaking to that person's needs and desires. And so becoming interested in what other people other people's thoughts and ideas and needs are is essential. And so one way that I try to do this, and, and by the way, I'm, I, I'm absolutely, I struggle with this um, often, Josh, is, you know, I, I, I'm always, my default setting, and I think for a lot of us is, you know, what's interesting to me? <laughs> what do I think that people want? And what do I want to talk about this week? Or what do I want to write about or produce a podcast about? And so I really have to check myself because more often than not, the best ideas for shows, articles, when I'm thinking about producing content comes from the people who are listening. And so what I'll do is when I'm being disciplined about doing it, which I'm learning to do more and more, is when I get a question from someone from our audience or someone tells me what they're struggling with or uh, or someone mentions something that makes me think that that would be a good show for or for for people to hear, I'll record it. And I keep a running list in Evernote of podcast ideas, article ideas, when people say something to me that strikes me that that would be something that I should, uh, that would be helpful. I, I record that and I usually will end up producing something on that. And particularly if it's something that I hear often. So if I hear, for example, like I did in the past about people struggling with how to delegate effectively, um, and I hear that a few times, that's something I'll really put up on my priority list because I know that that's something that my community is struggling with, even though it may not be something that I would have thought to have done a show on. So we did a show on that and it was really successful. And a lot of people still refer to that show. So that's the kind of thing that Dale Carnegie, I think, is challenging all of us to do in this book is to get out of our own heads and look at things from the other person's perspective. And it, it very much rings for me through to the quote from another one of my favorite uh, people gurus, Zig Ziglar, who passed away in the last few years. Uh, one of Zig's famous quotes is, uh, you can have everything in life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. And I think that that's really true for all the Dale Carnegie principles as well, too, because it's it's designed to help others. And by helping others and serving others well, ultimately, that comes back to you know giving us what we want, too. I like that. I like that. And so I know that uh, you, you talked about on your podcast, I know that you recently had to kind of come to grips with that again as you uh, just did a listener survey 
And so um, kind of coming back and really seeing what it is that the people were wanting to um, look at and trying to focus on on that. I did. And I think that that is something that a lot of people gloss over when they're thinking about what to do online. So there's two common mistakes that a lot of us make, and I've made both of them. <laughs> so uh, one mistake is not thinking through who your audience is really going to be for what it is that you're doing and making sure you're aligning with that when you're thinking through content. Um, I've probably done a little bit better job with that uh, other than the beginning that I maybe give myself credit for. Um, I often will have somebody in mind when I'm writing an article or producing a show, like a specific person. I don't mention that person by name or anything, but I'll think through who do I want to be talking to for this show or this article. And then the second mistake that I know that I've made um, is then, then actually listening to your community as it grows. And so one example of that, Josh, is you know, for three years, I've been running a weekly show. We have thousands of listeners every week to the show. And there's three or 4,000 people that download the show every week, um, which, is, which is fantastic. And for several years, I had made the assumption that many of my, uh, most of my community, in fact, were people who were very new managers. And, and so that was who I was targeting the content to. And we just did this listener survey and a lot of people responded to it and it was great. It provided a lot of feedback. And so it confirmed a lot of things I already knew. But one of the things that I found out is that the vast majority of my audience, like well over 75% have been managing for five years or more. And, um, and that, that was something I didn't know. I didn't realize that there was quite the level of experience in my audience that there is. And so that's now really got me thinking of what, how, not even so much what we talk about on the show, but how I position it and how I communicate that message. Because you talk to someone differently and you present content differently to someone who is brand new in a leadership role and has never done that before than you would of someone who's been doing it for five or 10 years. That's just a different kind of conversation. So it's a subtle change, but it's going to be an important change for my community. So that's just one example of where I think that taking that time to um, to really listen to people is valuable and, and ultimately will probably make the show a better show. Yeah, that kind of goes along with uh, another one of the principles uh, there is uh, be a good listener, encourage others to talk about themselves. And so with that listener survey, you gave people the opportunity to be able to open up and be able to tell you about themselves and about what uh, they're looking for, what they're interested in. And so, and then now you're able to turn that back around and be able to focus on that. Indeed. And one of the questions that I asked in the survey is what are you struggling with? Because I really wanted to know what is it that is top of mind for my community right now? What are people dealing with in their workplaces and in their lives that they're really finding they're having a struggle with? Because those are all those are the things that I want to be talking about with people on the show and in my writing. Because if I can help my community to move beyond some of those pain points and some of those struggles, then that provides real value to them. It's not just a, oh, that's a nice show or that was some interesting information. 
but then it becomes essential information. Then it becomes the resource that helped me get out of a bind this week and made my life and my work easier. And if if we as content creators can get beyond just having a quote unquote nice article every week and get to the point where we are giving people something, a tool or a resource that is of real value and is life-changing, then that is tremendously valuable to our audience. And then our audience is going to come back to us and see us as a trusted resource. And that is, that's a big part of leadership is that trust that I am ready and willing to help you and I'm listening and I'm then doing things that will help to get you to where you want to go. Very good. Very good. Very good. Um, another uh, principle here that I think is important as we're creating content um, is that uh, principle number six um, in this second part still is make the other person feel important and do it sincerely. And so you've you've kind of touched on that a little bit, but is there uh, anything else that you do to try to implement that as uh, you work in your podcast or even just in your um, uh, other business dealings? Well, you mentioned earlier on in the interview, Josh, that on online we are really talking with a much broader audience and we're not necessarily, it's a little different than what a lot of us were trained to do in earlier in our careers, which is interacting with people one-on-one. And so I agree with that to, to a certain extent because it is very, it is different creating content because you are reaching a very broad audience. And I would add to that, that it is still also very much a one-on-one conversation too. So as an example, it it would not be enough for for my community to have grown to just have a show that went out every week or to have an article that went out every week without having interactions with people and so while that is an important part of the uh, the value that i think the coaching for leaders plat- platform provides for people i i still i answer emails every day of people who are members of our community uh, have many, many one-on-one individual conversations that that are not public and people don't ever hear about or see other than those people that are involved with. And I really think to a quote that I heard, I think and I think it's from Andy Stanley. Um, I've not listened to his show before, but someone else attributed to him. So, so forgive me if it's not correct, but uh, I think the quote is, uh, do for the one what you wish you could do for the many. Mm-hmm. And so I think about that a lot because I just can't help everyone, uh, nor would it be of service to anyone for me to attempt to. But I absolutely can do whatever I can do to reach out to the people who reach out to me and reach out through the website and who I develop relationships with. And so I really try to keep that principle in mind because I do want people to really feel as though they're an important member of the community. And if they've taken the time to reach out to me personally on my website or even on Twitter... I think that I should do whatever I can do to respond in a personal way to them. And so I really do aim to do that. And then I think the last part of Dale Carnegie's principle there is, you know, it's make the other person feel important and do it sincerely. And that's the part that sometimes people miss is they'll make other people feel important, but they'll kind of do it in such a way where it's not really genuine, where they just kind of like, they'll put in systems or processes or something that will automate things. 
and and to a certain extent that's that's necessary as you grow your your platform online but the sincerity part is key if you don't really intend to make that personal connection if you don't really mean it if you're not really genuinely interested in people people figure that out pretty quickly and so that is that's also another piece that I think is really a difference maker is it's not just enough to you know make people feel important but you have to do it in a way where you really do care about people because if you don't people read through that now there's a lot of uh principles as we mentioned uh, are there any of the other principles that you can think of that uh you think would be pertinent or may maybe important that we mention uh when we're talking about this you know there's two that i really think especially from a standpoint of content creation i know have been helpful to me josh as i've as i've built the coaching for leaders community. And one of them is Dio Carnegie's principle on how to become a friendlier person. And he says, remember that a person's name is to that person, the sweetest and most, and most important sound in any language. And so one of the things that I try to do is I try to involve our community in conversations online and use people's names, obviously with their permission. But one of the things that I have I have done over the last uh, probably year, year and a half now is when we first set up our weekly update. I, I publish a weekly update every week and it goes out on email and it is always the podcast, the show notes for our show every week. But then it's also an article that will help people to get value of something around communication, coaching, personal mastery, productivity strategy. And so, um, when people subscribe to that, I get, you know, a notify, you know, I get a list every week of, you know, who subscribed. And uh, I, I realized at some point, you know, wouldn't it be nice just to thank people by name when they subscribe to the weekly update? And so I started at the end of my show every week, probably been doing this now for, I don't know, a year and a half of, you know, I'd say thanks this week to these people who subscribed. And there's usually, you know, 20 or 30 people a week. It's actually it's actually kind of a problem some weeks because there's so many people whose names are on it, <laughs> um, which is which is a good problem to have. But um, but what I'll do is I'll just say thanks so much to these people for who subscribed this week. And it's not a big deal, but it mentions people by name. And people know that when they subscribe to the weekly update and they join it, that they're going to get thanked on the show. And it's a little thing, but it says a lot. It says that, hey, you know, this isn't just an this isn't an automated system of gears and wheels that just crank out, you know, uh, you know, automatic, um, you know, emails each week. That there is someone here, physically, me and and you know, and and Bonnie who helps out as well, my wife who's a part of the show, um, that that we care, that we we see people, we recognize them, we dialogue with them, that we see your names and. We appreciate the fact that you've reached out and we care and we notice you. And there's, it's so easy to not be noticed online when you're part of a community. And so I really want in one small way for people to notice and, and people really like that. Each week, I mention people at the end of the show and people, people have emailed in and said, you know, thanks for pronouncing my name right. <laughs> you know, you, you have a hard name and, you know, it's really nice that you pronounced it right. And I, I'm, you know, for every person that I, whose name I pronounce right, I'm sure I botched 10 of them. Uh, but, <laughs> but people seem to really like that and they notice it and they, and then they listen to the end of the show too, because they want to hear their name. And so, um, I just think that that's something for me that is one small way that I can bring in that personal connection and that care to the work that I do. And so you asked on what was another one. Um, 
the other principle that I think of a lot is uh, Dale Carnegie's principle number 24, which is around being a leader. And he says, talk about your own mistakes before criticizing the other person. And I guess what I would say around that, Josh, is that, you know, I really struggle with a lot of the things that we talk about on my show. I created the Coaching for Leaders show a big part of it because I wanted a show where someone told me how to do these things. Uh, I did not start off my business career and still a lot of days don't where I had a lot of success influencing people, leading people. In fact, quite the opposite. I have fallen flat on my face more times than I would care to admit with people and still do. And so I wanted to create a show where people didn't tune in and hear some sort of leadership guru every week that told them, okay, here's how you should do it and I'm perfect and blah, blah, blah. Uh, because that ain't me. <laughs> so if people are looking for that show, they need to look other other places. Um, I really wanted to create a show where it was accessible, where people said, yeah, I've been there too. And so one thing that I try to do, um, I try not to do this too much because I'm don't. I, I I'm always trying to walk a line because I don't want the show to be about me. I want it to be about my audience. But to the extent that it's appropriate, I will talk about mistakes that I've made. And I've got a long list of them, so there's no shortage of content of things that I've messed up in my career and messed up with people. And so often I will bring in examples on the podcast or in my articles. Um, in fact, I remember writing an article of, of last year sometime that started, you know, the title was Don't Do What I Did. <laughs> um, hmm. Because I think that that's helpful for a couple reasons is one is people love stories. So anytime you can tell a story, that's going to connect with people right away. And secondly, people want to communicate with and be influenced by real people. Nobody wants to follow someone who appears perfectly polished. People want to connect with someone who is like them. And, and I've struggled with all of these things too and do on a regular basis. And so to the extent that I can come alongside the people in our community and say, hey, you know, I've been there too. Here's what worked for me. Or even here's what I'm still struggling with. And so I've gone out and found this person who has an expertise in this area to teach us all what's something that we can do that will help. And so that that was that was that's a big part of my thinking is, you know, how can I bring in just some of my own personal experience and mistakes into the conversation too? And I you know, I, I and I still could probably do that even more effectively, Josh, I'm sure. Well, I definitely love those uh, principles as well, and I love the stories that you put with that. Um, as as you were describing that, I, I was reminded of something that you did for me um, back when I started my other podcast, Quality Living Made Simple. And as I got that started, I uh, put out the first couple episodes, and then I reached out to several people and said, hey, if you get a moment, would you be able to listen to this and give me some feedback? Uh, you were one of them that responded back, and the way you gave the feedback was not just um, a, a little email that had a couple bullet points or a paragraph or two. You actually took the time to record um, an audio uh, kind of feedback for me, and so I, I can't remember exactly how long it was, but 10, 15 minutes or something like that that you spent um an audio describing to me some different uh, things that you liked about it, some things that you thought I could improve 
And so that was a way that you really uh, made that that interaction just a little bit more. And so that that was something that, uh, I, I, at least for me, it, it helped endear me a little bit more to you and and your show uh, become a little bit more of an advocate. And so I think that can be a lesson for all of us that if we can do the same to other people, then we can uh, really start to make connections with other people in that same way. And tied in with that principle too, I'm sure that you're not able to do that with everyone, uh, but that. But uh, back to that principle where you said, do for one that you wish you could do for many. And so uh, I, I definitely appreciate that as well, that, uh, that you did for me in that example. Well, my pleasure. I, I was thrilled to do it. And you uh, are also such a wonderful contributor to the Coaching for Leaders community, Josh. And it, so it was my pleasure to be able to, to do that. And, and you, are, you are absolutely right. There is a practical nature of this, that as your platform grows... You just can't do that for everybody, um, and nor would it be smart to do so. But what I would suggest is until you get to that point, help people as much as you can. <laughs> um, you know, it, When you get to that point, that's a good problem to have, and then you can start thinking about, okay, what are the systems to put in where I maybe need to scale this a little bit more? Um, but I, I will say, even at this point, three years in of having had a very, what I think is a pretty successful experience building a platform and um, and it continuing to grow, I'm still able to respond personally to many of the requests that I receive. And so I, I love getting those notes and messages and being able to help out in a, in a, in a personal way when I can. And so for people who are starting off of creating content online and thinking about that strategy, and I know a lot of people who are listening to this show are thinking that, Josh, I would just, I would go and be as helpful as you can to people. And and those are the people that will become your champions and will become your advocates and will be the people that will, when they're talking to friends and colleagues and family members, will say, hey, you know, this person, this show, this website was really helpful to me. You should check it out. Uh, people love to talk about things that they found that have helped them. So if you can be that person and that resource for people and just go out and serve, you'll do wonderful things. Very good. Now, as we wrap up, uh, we've mentioned your podcast many times uh, throughout our discussion, um, Coaching for Leaders. Uh, but there's another podcast that I think we need to mention that I think would be um, highly value to valuable to people that are uh, creating content, um, even though it doesn't relate directly. Um, a lot of the principles that are in that podcast, I think, would be able to translate very well to um, content creation because we are um, teaching um, as we're doing this as well. And that's the podcast that your wife started here recently. Uh, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about that? Well, thanks for mentioning that, Josh. Yeah, my wife is a university professor and she has been a big uh, supporter and contributor to the Coaching for Leaders platform uh, over the last three years. And, and folks love hearing from her on the show. And so she has recently started the Teaching in Higher Ed podcast. And so it is really a resource for university faculty who want to become more effective as teachers in being able to utilize good online tools to get engagement in the classroom and to connect more effectively with students. Uh, but like you said, it's it's even though it is targeted for faculty, it is certainly something that would, however you're teaching, is a could be a very great resource. So whether you're teaching in another capacity um, in the 
in a business context or teaching people how to do something online, uh, it could be of real value. So it's at teachinginhighered.com. Now, um, is there anything else that you'd like to add as uh, a final words of wisdom or anything like that as we wrap up the discussion today? Well, I think my my final word of wisdom for people would be if you haven't read How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie, it's it's a fabulous read. It's an important read. And when I think about the book, I think about, you know, having an engine in a car, Josh. You know, there's all kinds of different engines out there. There's all kinds of different, you know, speeds of engines and sizes and all kinds of different vehicles. But at the end of the day, a lot of them will get you, pretty much all of them will get you from point A to point B, which is the goal, if you provide the right maintenance and service and you keep them in good operating condition. And I think of how to win friends and influence people as the oil, the lubricant that keeps the engine running. So whether you're running a V12 in a big giant pickup truck or whether you're, you know, got a small, uh, you know, just a small uh, moped and you're driving around, you need to lubricate it. You need that engine to run well if you're going to get from point A to point B. And so whether you're running a Fortune 500 enterprise or you're running a solo practice as an entrepreneur, you need to have good abilities to influence and work with people. I would even argue probably more important if you are working in a smaller organization because you become that person even more so than you know than others. And so this kind of book, the kind of resources we've talked about, I think are things that are really, really helpful. And of course, if people uh, are looking for more resources around it, uh, the show, uh, we'd love to have you as part of our community as well at coachingforleaders.com. All right. Well, thank you again for uh, stop to taking the time to be with us today on the show. My pleasure, Josh. It was a great uh, a great pleasure to be here. I so appreciate the invitation, and thanks for being a part of the Coaching for Leaders community too. Next week, we're going to have the privilege of being able to talk to Eric J. Fisher and Jim Woods. They are the authors of the new book "Hit the Mark," and they talk about energy, focus, and time. In that book, it's an excellent book, and so I would definitely highly recommend that. It has come out just this week, and so next week I am going to be talking to them not directly about the contents of the book itself, but about the process that they went through in creating that book. And so, uh, a lot of times we work individually on different products, um, and so and especially like when we talk about blog posts and. Uh, podcast episodes a, a lot of those things may be on an individual level but when you involve another person or several people it can get more complex and so we talk about some of the different uh, uh roadblocks and things like that that they encountered in that um process there and so they've done two books so far uh kind of sketching plans for a third book as well that they mention in the episode and so um Definitely would love for you to be able to connect with that. If you want more information about the book itself, I did a, another interview with them on my other podcast, Quality Living Made Simple. And you can be able to get that at simpleliving.us forward slash 063. You can be able to listen to the 
interview that I had with them regarding the book itself, specifically in the content of it, talking a lot about focus and margin and uh, time and energy. And so uh, covering those different things. And so a very excellent book, uh, I believe it's $2.99 on Amazon. And so you can uh, get the link to that by going to simpleliving.us forward slash 063. And so I have several call the actions on this, and I do apologize. I try to keep that to a minimum, but all the links will be in the show notes um, in case you uh, have forgotten any of that. So again, show notes at uh, creativestudio.academy slash 1-16, and that will have everything that you need to be able to do that. All right, with that, we're going to go ahead and sign off for this session, and we'll talk to you next session. Mm-hmm.